The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Coach's Corner, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. to the two-tone blue covering the teams you care about it's only on southern middle tennessee sports today live from the lee company studio with the hall of famer mo Patton. here's chris yow welcome back in to southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid-tennessee bone and joint it's a beautiful wednesday outside as you see the west seventh cam happy to have you guys with us here on this hump day edition as you make your way home halfway more than halfway through the week you're on the downward slide yes it is now wednesday evening it is wednesday evening <laughs> and apparently the 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 reeds ferry dropped in here at some point <laughs> bunch of new ones yeah he uh he just kind of dropped in which is fine I'm okay with that. It's always fun when you get to hear, oh, oh, that's new. You're right. <laughs> Somebody lose a tooth or something? I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, we've got so much to talk about in this hour. First, I want to get to Ryan Tannehill's comments today during his post-training camp press conference. He was asked about whether or not he was – vaccinated or was getting vaccinated and said that he was in fact in the process of becoming fully vaccinated, which I guess means he's either scheduled a shot, has taken one shot, hasn't got the second one, but he is not fully vaccinated. Uh, That's kind of what it sounded like to me that he's gotten the first one and not the second. One. Right. But, and I mean, if you're in the process of getting vaccinated, it's that's what that sounds like to me. Yeah. He then went on to say that it was a personal decision, but the NFL essentially forced him to do to do it because the COVID-19 protocols for unvaccinated players include mandatory mask wearing at all times, other than while actively, actively playing, daily testing, mandatory quarantines after a high-risk exposure to someone who tests positive, which, by the way, like five people in the Colts organization had tested positive today. Um, and then social restrictions. Twelve in the Nationals yeah. organization, by the way. Their game tonight against Philadelphia is in jeopardy. What's up with the Nationals? Anyway. I got theories. but <laughs> uh, Social restrictions like a ban on eating meals with teammates in the cafeteria. Now, I don't know what I don't know what you guys think about this, but the Players Association 
is clearly not doing their job going to bat for some of their players. Now, whether you think that they should or Elaborate not, on that. There are a lot of players out there who don't believe that they should have to be vaccinated. They don't have to be vaccinated. They also don't have to play. I mean, that's what it's not about their health. It's they about the pay team's the dues, health. brother. You know how union works? They pay the dues. The union is there to represent them. Individually, not as a whole. That's how unions work. Well, at all cost. I mean, if apparently that is a, that's I, I, I don't know. Yes, on, that's on, how on, unions work. But on this situation, how do you represent those who are for being vaccinated and those who are against being vaccinated? The same which way goes cops, back to how you politicized a pandemic anyway. The same way that police unions represent a cop that shoots an unarmed person versus representing someone who didn't. And some other that's way. apples and love no, it's nuts. not. It's the exact. It, that's absolutely it's not. You're, because, you're representing somebody that did something wrong and somebody that didn't do something wrong, and that person that did something wrong has no right to be represented when it comes right down to it. As far as I'm concerned, how do you shoot? This is still America. Everyone has an uh, has the opportunity and the right to representation, and when you join and and you pay dues to a union. They are obligated to represent your rights. So the NFL Players Association is not doing their job. Whether it's right or wrong, they're not doing their job, and Ryan Tannehill called them out today. And you know what the difference is? That Ryan Tannehill is one of 32 starting quarterbacks in the National Football League. Things are about to change. Things are about to change. What were his comments? I'm in the process right now of being vaccinated. The NFL has made has kind of made it clear what what they want it to happen. If you don't fall in line, they're going to try to make your life miserable with the protocols. So, are you reading quote, between the uh, lines no, about? The, uh, let, let me can, let, okay. let me finish that more. quote. Gotcha. I wouldn't have gotten yeah. the vaccine if not for the protocols they're enforcing on us. I think it's a personal decision for everyone that everyone has to make the best decision for them and their families. That's kind of our mindset in this building, but they kind of force your hand, and they have ultimately forced a lot of hands in this building by the protocols, which everyone has their own opinions on. It is what it is. I love this game, and I love this team. I want to be able to compete and do the things I think are important to build chemistry and win football games. Ultimately, that forced my hand into getting the vaccine. This is from Pro Football Talk. Apparently, Ryan Tannehill said this via Terry McCormick of TitanInsider.com, which is interesting in and of itself. Terry McCormick, who is not on site (laughs) because he's not vaccinated. Now, 86, 87% of the players have had, had have had at least one shot of the COVID-19 vaccine. A, a source told the athletic, this is the, this is a, an athletic staff report that I'm reading from here. Uh, across the NFL, 18 teams are at a 90% rate or higher and three teams have fewer or less than 70%. The three teams with less than 70% have got to be Indianapolis and Tennessee, two of the three, right? 
I mean, that's it. it if I had it, to it peg appears, a couple, yes. It, it appears that this is part of it. No, I don't know where the other one is. But I got a. I'm telling you, Ryan Tannehill, what he said today is going to be. It's going to make shockwaves. It's it's going to change something between the NFL and the NFLPA. Unless the NFLPA is just like, sorry, dude. And at that point, I don't know what he does. I don't know what I don't know what the players who are choosing not to be vaccinated do, if their union refuses to represent them. I don't understand. I mean, I, I get your point about players not being represented in that kind of thing. But when you are running the risk of introducing something into the locker room that can potentially sideline one of your teammates and potentially put their life in danger. I don't understand why a union would fight for that. I, th- I think to me it goes back to that question of what, um, at what cost, at all cost, within the union for representation. And again, I don't know that because I've never been a part of a union. So, um, yes, legally speaking, in the United States, according to the Constitution, you've got that right for representation. But I, I don't know how that's structured within a union at all cost. And I guess that may be where they're in those gray lines well, right I mean, now. At some point, maybe legalities and practicalities don't line up. And there are differences. Here's the problem. Vaccinated people can spread it too. That's been, that. that's, CDC said it yesterday. Okay, Va- so if you're vaccinated and you spread it, then you were vaccinated and you spread it. I mean... I think a lot of people are being obstinate about this for no other reason than just to be obstinate about it, personally. That's my personal opinion. I don't disagree with you at all. But what you just said was that if you're bringing it into the facility and you can spread it to to put someone else's life at danger, remember that it's not a vaccine, okay? So we've been calling this a vaccine, but it's not a vaccine. A vaccine means that you are completely immune to whatever, to the virus. It's not a vaccine. It's very much like a flu shot in that it... Which de- is also it, called a vaccine. It, it, it It's not. I hear your point. But it's decreasing the effects on your body, right? You're getting into semantics, but so I hear your the point. point. Exactly. The point is... <laughs> he, that, he's being Captain Chaos, which uh-huh. is what he is. I know. He, he's... He, Chris That's the straw take, he drew today. Chris likes to take that devil's Gladly. advocate. <laughs> I am a devil's advocate things. on everything, and because it because show it, needs a devil's but advocate. But it creates it creates conversation that yep. gets to results, hopefully, and that's what I'm trying to get to. Is we ain't getting are, to results though. But what is the result of this? How do we get to the everybody end? doing what they need to do for us to get this the hell over with? What I'm saying is, you can still transmit the vaccine whether or not or the okay so i can still transmit the virus whether i get the shot or not so what's the point of me doing i don't think it's as likely though i mean i i again i hear what you're saying though but i think the science i i I could be wrong but i think the science tells you you're less likely to transmit it 
if you have the vaccine. Here's my thing. And, and you and certainly are less likely to get sick and, and die with, with the vaccine. That's that's the thing. That is the point, is that you're, you're not really uh, affecting other people because if you are vaccinated, it's a much higher uh, likelihood of survival than if you are unvaccinated. So that's where I think the problem is coming in for these players who are choosing to be unvaccinated. The problem is they're saying, look, I'm not putting anybody else at any more risk. I'm putting myself at more risk than if it, I guess than my thing is, wouldn't you rather be able to say, hey, I did what I needed to do for the good. We're always talking about big team, little me. That's why I don't understand this whole Nick Rolovich situation out at Washington State. <laughs> You know, wouldn't you rather be able to say, hey, I did what I needed to do. I did what I could do to make sure. Look, man, I'm here with you. I'm just, yes, yes, I would like to do that. That, yes, I would. But here's the thing. The NFL is approaching this as a business position. And they're trying to protect their interests. As they are a business. And in order for their business to put their best foot forward. They need to have as many players on the field in order to get as many players on the field. Their suggestion is to get as many of those vaccinated. Um, and, and it's I, not a suggestion with these is what Ryan Tannehill saying. He's saying well, he's forcing, they're, they're forcing him. Well, well they're, in making, around, they're making you so miserable that in it's around, a whole lot easier. In a roundabout just, yeah. way, they're, they're putting in stipulations and and it's you know I don't think they're arbitrary. I mean I think there are reasons for these stipulations according to whatever guidance they're getting. One last quote: If not for the intensive protocols and not being able to gather with teammates in separate locker rooms, separate meeting rooms, separate cafeteria, and all those types of things, where you're losing team chemistry and the team bond, which I think is so important, I think that probably had a lot to do with the guys getting vaccinated. Well, you, you look back to the College World Series, NC State, and you know, the players that are vaccinated, they get, or you know, if a whole team was vaccinated, they got uh, tested before they went, right when they got there, and unless there were symptoms, they didn't get tested again because they were vaccinated. NC State was not vaccinated. Many of those players were not, and therefore they had to be tested on a regular basis, and that's where that came about. There could have been other teams that could have tested positive, but because they were vaccinated, they weren't tested and well, this goes into that, the rules of, of the game but, itself. But but is, is is that not fair? Is that even – does that make sense to you? Whether or not it makes sense, that's what the rules are. That doesn't make sense to me. I mean, okay, well, you're vaccinated, so if you got it, that you're cool. It's well, all good if you got it, but it's not – You may have it and not have symptoms, okay. and that is accurate, but they're not going to test you if you're vaccinated – if you don't have symptoms, I understand that. But seven NC State players who were vaccinated tested positive. So this is this is my point: but is the, that you're but, not putting anybody else at any more risk than you already. But there were, were some that were unvaccinated that also helped to, and they were more likely to catch it and spread it and and harm themselves and others. I'm just saying that's what he's saying: <laughs> is that he's not putting himself or anybody else in any more danger because it is possible to get it as a vac- as a vaccinated person. I, I don't. That's all I don't. I don't know that that's accurate. I, to say that he's not putting anybody at any more risk, the degrees of risk are the same whether you're vaccinated or not. That's, I don't believe that's that. Cor- so you, 
the science tells you that if you're vaccinated, you're less likely to be hospitalized and die. Less likely. So not as likely. Correct. But it's a very large, large difference. (laughs) I mean, you're talking 98% versus 2% here. That's, that's the problem. And if you don't believe that, why did you get vaccinated? You see what I'm saying? Like, I got like, vaccinated because I got a 79 to 75-year-old parent. I understand that. that. Oh, okay. But my, my point... And I'm out here with a bunch of idiots. <laughs> <laughs> my point is, if you don't believe that it that it does what it's supposed to do, why why did you do it in the first place? And these... These players, they don't want to do it. For whatever reason, they don't want to be vaccinated. The bottom line is that the the NFL is forcing them and the NFLPA is either going to have to step up or there may be a real issue in the, in the near future. That's it. Oh, it's not over. <laughs> It's, it's not. It's it's not over. I mean, not not just the the pandemic element, but the the negotiating and the back and forth of what businesses or entities are what they request of those that they're being paid. Um, you know, I mean, again, you can go down another rabbit hole with that, with the legalities of at will work or what have you. I mean, ultimately, you know, there there are personal rights, and then there are rights to work. And they're and they're separate, but there's a difference between Ryan Tannehill and a backup safety. That is true, and this is that. That's why there's going to be a, a. This is my. That's the point. There is it's Ryan Tannehill. It's one of 32 starting quarterbacks in the National Football League, and he it? probably felt, um, a need to speak out, being that he is a quarterback. I would imagine. That's. Because of the fact that you're talking about. Yes. There you go. And whether you agree with what he said or not, I think it goes to show why he is probably a better-than-average leader on the football team. At least we've seen that. I mean, don't you? am I wrong about that? Uh, absolutely. I agree. think he's been a pretty good leader for this football team. He got vaccinated for his football team, whether he go. wanted to or not. And that's the bottom line. I mean, <laughs> so... I, I'm a Ryan Tannehill fan because team before me. And it's always been that way for him. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, I I wish he didn't feel the way he felt or feels. But he did what he needed to do for his team. And then, like you said, you got him out of that. We did not get to Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, there. I, the reason that I was mentioning that is I had someone ask me on Facebook to get into the idea that uh, there are possible lawsuits from Oklahoma State towards Oklahoma University because there was legislation that the two had to be a package deal in any re- realignment. That is not accurate. There was never any anything more than a gentleman's agreement, and there was a gentleman's agreement that Oklahoma and Oklahoma State would be packaged together. But if it ain't so, in writing, so Oklahoma's not a gentleman. Then if it ain't in writing, they don't care. So, uh, yeah, it's it, it, there was. If there are lawsuits, it would be probably trying to sue them in state courts, and I don't think that for an injunction, and I don't think they're ever going to be granted an injunction because 
it, as of right now, Oklahoma hasn't done anything wrong. Yeah, and even it, even if the the state legislature, which you know operate, I'm assuming operates, you know, the, both those universities or state universities, um, you know, anything more than a potential lawsuit and some some fines being paid, it, I don't think it would be near enough to stop the move. They're going to pay $80 million yeah. to get out. Yeah. So I don't think another whatever yeah. is going to uh-uh. stop them. There's still a lot of oil in Oklahoma. <laughs> There's a lot. Mary uh, Switzer's still hanging around somewhere, somewhere. isn't he? Somewhere. <laughs> so that's that's the only thing that I'll, I'll get into there. But the cease and desist is hilarious. I, I don't they're, – they're telling them they can't talk to anyone about conference realignment are you kidding me <laughs> yeah are you kidding y'all need to y- yeah. y'all need better lawyers because yeah, and, lawyer and your jurisdiction is, is what <laughs> yeah any lawyer worth his salt would have said <laughs> you guys are idiots <laughs> and this guy may have said hey you guys are idiots but i'll take your money and send them the letter <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the way that conversation went. Sure, I'll oh, send it. Man. Yeah, <laughs> CTC baby, cut the check. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll send your cease and desist. Mm. It's not going to do any good, but I'm more than happy to write it and get paid to write it. Oh yeah. man! All right, let's take a break and come back and talk Columbia Central football and Southern Middle Tennessee sports today. Presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll be right back to the Lee Company Studio after this. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Sports talk you'll only find here. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back in. Bottom of the hour here. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Getting ready to dive into Columbia Central football preview slash asking all the questions that we don't know the answers to. That's exactly what we're about to do. Here's the thing. Uh, I want to tell you about Murphy Fair's Tennessee football or Tennessee high school football guide. It is available across the state and including um, at Jones and Lane. So mm-hmm. there you go. But first, we need to tell you that this segment is brought to you by 
Columbia Academy. It's brought to you by Columbia Academy. They're scheduling appointments for visits. You can find them online at cabulldogs.org. They have campuses in Columbia and in Spring Hill, so be sure and check them out again. That's cabulldogs.org, Columbia Academy. All right. Um, as I mentioned, Murphy's God here. Um, if you if you pick one up and you read the Columbia Central article, just know that it was written by its former coach, uh, or the survey was filled out by the former coach. So I don't know how much uh, of it can be u- utilized at this point. Well, I mean. It can tell you who's returning. Yeah. I mean, personnel. Personnel's there, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're only, they're going to be playing those positions or whatever because, as we've talked to John Moore, a lot of folks going to be playing both ways. Yeah. I mean, trying to get your best athletes on the field, offense, defense, both. Never a bad idea. <laughs> no. No. And, and I do think that that was something that was a concern – previously that some people were being maybe underutilized and that kind of thing. And, and, you know, there were times when you looked at some situations and you could see that, but you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, obviously Columbia central coming off of a six and six finish last year, a class five, a state playoff victory, their first since 2012, I think it was. So, had some momentum going on the field. As we spoke yesterday about Columbia Academy and about Murray County as a whole. Quarterback. Who's a quarterback? And that's going to be a theme as we continue to discuss Murray County football teams in particular. They have three guys that they were looking at in spring practice and through seven-on-seven. And I don't know if anything has changed with regards to that position since the dead period, which is when the coaching staff change took place. But um, Parker Bush, Perry Bowman, and Luke Usselton were the three guys coming out of spring practice that were um, being considered at that spot and don't know if a decision has been made. We've not had a chance to get out there a whole lot since – well, the dead period ended. We're on the air during their practice time, well, which is unfortunate to a degree, but also, you know, we get a we we get the the opportunity to talk to these coaches as much as we can, and when we do, they can't really answer these questions either because either they don't know, or sometimes you're just kind of keeping it close to the chest if you can. Now, Central does have a scrimmage Friday. Down at Lawrence County, and which will probably help answer some. Questions. I would, I would think so because the opportunity to to see some live action against somebody else will probably help address some situations. Um, Central also scrimmages on August tenth against Tullahoma. Are those their only two? Yeah, looks like those are their only two scrimmages prior to the Murray County Jamboree. So. What you know? This is a team that that won a playoff game last year, mm-hmm. uh, albeit against triple overtime up at Gallatin, right? 
Yes, and and Gallatin, typically a tough opponent. Uh, they did not have a great season last year, record wise, but still hosted a playoff game, <laughs> and and Gallatin is traditionally a tough place to play. Very, I mean, the hundred plus year old stadium over there. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is a team that that has the ability to be very good. Uh, you're talking about. John Moore, who's an offensive guy, he was an offensive coordinator for several years at Columbia Central and has worked at many other places and has a heck of a pedigree, if nothing else. Yeah. (laughs) I am intrigued by the um, influx of athletes from the basketball team because Jordan Davis – was on the football team as a freshman last year, did not contribute a whole lot on the varsity level, but seen him on the basketball court. Um, And apparently Q Martin has joined the team, and we are getting sparkling reviews on him, and I'm not surprised. So, But again, well, if they're playing receiver, you got to get the quarterback situation ironed out for them to have an impact. What's the thing? This is exactly what we had been talking about for years, for the last two years specifically. On the outside, there are few teams more talented mm. than Columbia Central. Traditionally, you you are exactly right. Over the last three years or so, they've had edge guys. Stephen Kennard. Um, There's another kid who graduated a couple of years ago whose name escapes me, but, I mean, they've had receivers. They have. And the struggle has been getting them, getting the, them ball. the ball. If that can be remedied in any way, shape, or form, mm. especially with the two options that you're looking at, and as far as we know, Jace Hoth is still practicing with Columbia Central at the tight end position. And he's gotten bigger. <laughs> he's a big target. And, and he hasn't gotten any slower. I mean, that right there. Man, they've got talent. They've got talent everywhere. If you can protect the quarterback, mm-hmm. and I, I'm throwing this name out there because you have to, Christian Biggers is still very good foot, a very good football player. And I think it's going to be interesting to see where he fits in because he's been a tailback throughout his career in a lot of one-back sets and that kind of thing. Uh, supposedly, he's been working at fullback. Which I don't think is a bad move at all. No. No, not I mean Because one, it gives you an extra option in the backfield. If you, you and you can go to a split back at any time mm-hmm. and then goodness it's hard to decide what you want to do if you're a defense. Yeah. So I mean Christian Biggers is a guy who can run you over. He can get those tough yards. And doesn't mind. And and he can still break one. Yeah. So that that's kind of where we are with Columbia Central is, you know, this offense is talent everywhere. What do you do with it? Defensively, there's a couple of guys on that side of the ball. Um, and I've had trouble with this kid's name before. Defensive back, Nick. Oh. Um, yeah, that guy. And I, can, I think I, he had like six picks last year. I think he's a junior this time around. 
Yeah, and you know, again, when you talk about athletes, having athletes is pretty, you know, significant for any at any level. It's it's imperative at the five A level. Um, when you when you go back and you look at this team defensively, they've got speed. They can play you sideline to sideline, but they've gotten beat up front the last couple of years. That's that's where they that's where they end up getting you know getting beat. So the uh, the defensive line I think is going to be obviously, and we're going to say this every time the the game is won in the trenches, period. But if Central can stand up up front and you know keep Watson Harvey clean to make some plays from linebacker, I think they got a chance to be pretty good. One concern defensively is um, Antoine Moore, defensive end, um, who was slated to return, has not practiced to this point, and his situation is fluid right now. And he's a difference maker. Oh, there's no question he's a difference maker, especially on that edge. I mean, he he's he's their best defensive lineman. Over the last couple of years, I mm-hmm. think you know Christian Biggers will probably end up playing some defense, uh, just what because it like. he's very good at it, and probably better defensively than he is offensively. So it it just you know this team has so many questions because one we don't know what what John Moore's plans are, we don't know how he plans to utilize the athletes that he's got because he's got quite a few. And if there's any way to get them in shape to play two ways, they're going to. The one good thing, well, one of many good things, but one thing that's working in Central's favor this year is they don't have to deal with some in Shelby. Well, there's, there's that. Uh, you're, and and obviously we've we've seen that be an issue, uh, you know, throughout their their last couple of years specifically, especially do, with Summit. They do, however, have to deal with Nolansville, which they've played the last couple of years, but now it's a region game, and Nolansville comes in having gone to the what state semifinals each of the last two years. Is that right? And having lost to Columbia Central two years in a row. Columbia Central beat them 28-14 last year. Forgot about that. And beat them two years ago. So – now, here's the thing is you're right. that This this particular region via coaches' predictions tell you that Nolansville, Page, Columbia, and Franklin County will be uh, the order there. Franklin County and Lincoln County tied with uh, enough votes to be at fourth. Both Franklin County and Lincoln County beat Columbia last year. And... I'm sorry, Lincoln, Columbia beat Lincoln County last year. I'm sorry, Franklin County beat Columbia. Franklin and, County beat Lincoln County and Winchester 15-11. I was there. And you've got to win those games Yeah, if you're Columbia Central. There's well, no, I mean, especially in this region. I mean, yeah. That Franklin County game has got to be won, period. I mean, no disrespect to Franklin County. But they are not on the same level as Columbia Central, and they should never be. That's, I mean, 
you ought to out athlete them if nothing else every time you walk out on the field. By the way, Franklin County preview tomorrow. Yes, we will preview Franklin County tomorrow. Sure. I think Columbia Central can win this division, this district. I don't think there's any reason that Columbia Central, the only, the, I, I think the team that's going to win it is the winner of Page and Columbia Central, not Nolan's. I think Nolan's will end up third in this district. I, okay. That's, <laughs> there's my prediction. You've heard it here. Well, that game is on October 1st at Page. So the only difference is. Page knows who their quarterback is. Well, Page does know who their quarterback is, but you also have to realize that only three weeks into the season you get Franklin County, and you've only had 39 days to get ready for the season opener. You open against Marshall County. Which is not a that, – that that's a tough ball game. That is a tough ball For game. anybody, much you, less. You go to Dixon County in week two, which – you ought to Set, win. You should win. And then you've got Franklin County in here on Labor Day weekend. You then have – you go to a Green Hill team that's in its second year of existence. Then you've got Nolansville here. That's another regional game. On September 24th, you go to Mount Pleasant, followed by that October 1st game at Page. Then you finish at home against Giles County, at home against Lincoln County, and at Spring Hill following an open date. So. Mark your calendars for uh, October 29th. October 29th? Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of calendar marking as it relates to central schedule because, again, this page game, you're saying is for the region championship. I'm going to hold off on that. But before that, you know, obviously that Mount Pleasant game is, is as non-region games go, it's huge. As, I hope they're going to be selling tickets in advance for that one. Yeah, as Dre Hall and Tredarius Golf will be on the wrong sideline. <laughs> and, again, the October 29th season finale at Spring Hill, the, the backyard bowl. So, this this team's going to be interesting to watch for a lot of reasons. This is going to be a lot of fun this year. And if by fun, I mean it's going to be wild and wacky. We we didn't do this on purpose, but it is wild and wacky Wednesday, and this this season for Central is going to be just that. So there you have it. That's that that we still don't know. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be. We don't know what offense they're going to run. We don't know what defense they're going to run. We don't know anything because their coach just got hired sixteen days ago. So <laughs> yeah, it, it's not from a lack of trying on our part. Yeah. It's just. It's There's a lot of unknowns. A lot. And so you'll know when we know, which is probably going to be August 20th. August 20th. <laughs> All right, y'all stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, Wild and Wacky Wednesday, coming back at you on the other side of the break. Stick around. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. 
Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company. Call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Wednesday on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today with the two zaniest guys this side of the Duck River. It's like you joined a circus or something. Here's Chris and Mo. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. We do love the duck. I like to kayak the duck. It's fun. Ten minutes to the top of the hour here on this Wednesday edition. Happy to be with you guys. And it is Wild and Wacky Wednesday, which means we give you the wildest and weirdest and wackiest news from across the world. And we start with Lawson, who has a headline for us, since we've not heard from him much today on his last day. Well, uh, I'm going to continue my trend of Florida men. Come Um, on. (laughs) Florida man. Nothing if not predictable, Lawson. Pulls a... Is, is this a Florida man and a subway that you... No, oh. I wasn't able to do that, but okay. a Florida man basically plexigo burst himself. Florida <laughs> man shoots himself while showing off his gun. Uh, a man showed off his gun to patrons in a Florida bar, ended up shooting himself with a weapon instead. Uh, the unidentified knucklehead was in ins- <laughs> inside O'Reilly's Uptown Tavern in Pensacola at 11 p.m. on Thursday when he pulled out a gun to show up yeah. to a man and a woman at a bar. He made a quick mo- motion to put the gun into a an imaginary holster under his shoulder when the gun discharged mm. into his... Apparently his abdomen. So see, this is this is why you keep your bullet in your pocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bernie, <laughs> Bernie, Barney, 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 not Bernie, Bar- oh, Barney, 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 Barney. He had it going on. He he knew what he was doing. Yeah, until he couldn't get it out yeah. of his pocket, <laughs> and then it was a struggle. <laughs> he got to finally get it in. He put the gun in the holster and shoot himself in the foot. Never failed. Get you every time. Let's stay in Florida, what do you say? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you guys ever watch Monk? Yes. Okay, would you rather watch Monk or cartoons? Cartoons, definitely. Cartoons. Okay, I'm a Monk guy, so it's two to two. Well, if we were in a... uh, in an assisted living facility in Florida, oh no, we'd be no. fighting. We'd be fighting right Dim's now. Dim's fighting words. As apparently two men in their fifties got into Ooh, a fight. Fifties, fifties. Fifty-eight-year-old man named Glenn Hutchison really wanted to watch Monk on Sunday, and he got into a big argument with a fifty-six-year-old roommate, Edward Davis, who wanted to watch cartoons. 
The two men are roommates in an assisted living facility in Florida, and Glenn got so irate that he whacked Edward in the head with his aluminum cane. Mm. <laughs> Edward's in a wheelchair, so it might not seem like a fair fight, but Glenn told the cops that Edward started it by driving his motorized scooter into his leg. And that's when he swung the cane in self-defense. And that's when the fight started. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the police didn't buy it. Glenn was charged with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. Wow. His aluminum cane. Here's the real question. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what kind of condition these gentlemen are in, but assisted living in there in their 50s and having scooters. That's a, that's a young age to, to I, be. I, I think it's probably. Okay. I mean, obviously, people who can't get on their, around on yep. their own very okay. well. I mean, I, I don't know. I, guess, I, I don't know what what put them there, but yep. they co- obviously can't get around on their own. Uh, Does it say what kind of cartoons? It did not. <laughs> that, would, that would matter. Just cartoons in general. Yeah. Um. So if you guys had a list of people who couldn't come in your house, who would be tops on the list? Who couldn't? Could not do not step foot on my property. Any of my ex girlfriends. Oh, okay, mm. that's a good that's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good. You break up badly, huh? Well, for a lot of them, yeah. Not how many are there? Yeah, no not, kidding. You're you're uh, twenty two, right? Under ten. Wow, hey, that's okay. Damn. I don't know. It doesn't sound like those were long enough relationships like, to call them relationships. More like five. Well, anyway. only one I'm on good terms with and is my best friend. A man has a list of more than 400 people who are banned from his property. It's handwritten on printer paper and duct taped to his front door. Mm. Half the people on the list are celebrities. <laughs> uh, okay. you, you can't come to his house if you are Oprah, Dr. Phil, <laughs> Beyonce, the Kardashians, 50 Cent, Miley Cyrus, wow. or Billy Ray. <laughs> he don't like Billy Ray either. Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen Colbert, Paula Abdul, uh, Sandra Bullock, Samuel L. Jackson, mm. and, quote, Marshall Mathers. Wow. He banned Hillary and Bill Clinton. I w- I'd love to hear what Samuel L. Jackson has to say about this. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he, here's Not the, on these airwaves. Yeah. Here's my favorite. He banned Hillary and Bill and Monica Lewinsky, who, by the way, has the greatest Twitter account on earth. Oh, yes. I agree. Greatest Twitter account on earth. Donald Trump, along with Ivanka, Donald Jr., and Eric. Wow. The Supreme Court and, quote, all federal government employees. (laughs) Some people made the list twice, including Floyd Mayweather, Hillary Swank, and Elizabeth Banks. (laughs) And Elizabeth Banks is listed twice, back to back. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's for emphasis, huh? That's hate and then double hate underlined. In case you missed your name, Elizabeth, keep reading. It's going to come back to you. That's like uh, Hillary Swank, I hate you. Elizabeth Banks, I hate you. And twice on Sunday. (laughs) And here's my favorite. The main cast members of Saved by the Bell are listed individually, including Dustin Diamond, who Who, passed away recently. Yeah. Don't think you got to worry about him, bro. Maybe you should have saved room for somebody else. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Making sure he doesn't like, haunt him. How did he get Even 400? Tiffany Amber Thiesen, huh? She's no? the first one allowed on the list. She's like, <laughs> people allowed in my house. She's the top for of you. the list. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> Kelly, yep. Mm. Kapowski? Uh, oh. Or, yep. or personally, I, I prefer the version that was on white collar. 
from USA Network. You guys watch White Collar? Uh-uh. Oh, my. Fantastic show. Watch If you liked Monk and you liked those other USA shows, like, watch mm-hmm. White Collar. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. We have three USA. minutes left, so we're going to um, stop Wild and Wacky Wednesday because yeah. we have to mm. acknowledge the departure of Lawson Smith, our... Uh, our exciting intern, the guy who's been making this video thing work for the last two and a half months. Lawson, we appreciate what you've done. You killed it. And then you nailed it at trivia last night to help us bring home the gold. I still don't understand how either of you didn't know what species Chewbacca was. That's just had no idea. Couldn't have told you. I I, I couldn't have guessed it in 20 guesses. So thank you for your contribution to not only this show, but to Trivia Night last night. But to Mike's and Meats. <laughs> well thank done. You. Ovation. I appreciate it. We hope you learn what not to do mm-hmm. from us. It's probably your, your better option. But uh, <laughs> yeah. But thank you. Pretty much. If, if we do it, do Don't the do other it. thing. <laughs> do the opposite. Yeah. yeah. Just follow George Costanza. What what he doesn't George Costanza he, he doesn't know but no I maybe, but, I mean maybe. I know what's the reference here oh the episode where George Costanza decides to do the exact opposite of everything he's ever thought about doing and he kills it for that day mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never seen that episode yeah. that's fantastic and, until the Yankees are wearing wool and they can't move and so they lose a game I think oh. that was in there yep oh wool uniforms. That's okay. All right. That's going to do it for our show, Lawson. Thank you so much. We appreciate what you've done. Um, We will be back tomorrow. We will be on in Franklin County. We will be previewing Franklin County football. We will talk to John Glennon about uh, the Titans and uh, all of that that goes along with with, with training camp. We will also talk about uh, college football in some regards, some way, shape, form. So stick around. The Braves will also we'll have two games to talk about, so we will get to all of that and more. So please come back tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel, 1017WKOM, 94.5 The Eagle, or Facebook, Twitter, sm-tnsports.com. All of the local high school sports news. And make sure to check us tonight because we got something coming. For Mo Patton, J.P. Plant, Lawson Smith, I'm Chris Yow saying have a great day, y'all, and stay cool, Columbia. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast brought to you by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. If you'd like to hear us live each and every weekday, tune in from 4 to 6 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia. Also visit www.sm-tnsports.com for the most comprehensive and timely coverage of high school sports in and around Southern Middle Tennessee.